0: Greeny with Mike
1: Greenberg, the podcast.
0: Hopefully the beginning of a terrific final run for Serena Williams began last night in Flushing Meadow. Jimmy Garoppolo is staying put in San Francisco, and there is a fascinating situation that's going to play out at quarterback for the Chicago Bears this year. Oh, and by the way, the Knicks are seemingly not getting donovan mitchell it is chris carlin and amber wilson in for Greeny today on espn radio and on espn plus amber good morning
2: good morning chris carlin
0: we are excited for a massive show today and with the biggest news of the day yesterday coming late in the afternoon there truly is only one place to begin here we go. Go, go
1: only one place to start
2: news on quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo from ESPN's Adam Schefter.
0: They gave
1: Jimmy Garoppolo a structured one-year deal, assures that he's in San Francisco this season, and includes a no-trade clause, no-franchise clause.
0: It makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever that Jimmy Garoppolo is going back to the San Francisco 49ers. Amber, look, we can talk about A football standpoint for San Francisco of having Garoppolo as a backup as a good situation. But from every other standpoint, I do not understand where this would remotely, remotely make sense for the 49ers and their long-term plan to have Trey Lance be their quarterback. It is one place to start brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Amber, look, for for Trey Lance, this is not a good development, and I don't know that it's a good development for the San Francisco 49ers if you're planning on the quarterback that you traded three first-round picks to get immediately gets through the sense of your actions that you don't have a lot of faith in his situation.
2: You said it's a good situation to have him as a backup. It's a good situation if and only if Trey Lance gets injured and something like an injury that costs him significant time or the remainder of the season. Then, yes, it will look good that they have Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm because of his familiarity with that offense, what we know he can do with that offense, and the fact he is a quarterback that can win an NFC championship. He's a quarterback who can get you to a Super Bowl in that system. But outside of that possibility, this is not good in any way in my mind whether for Jimmy Garoppolo or the San Francisco 49ers so I'm really surprised at this outcome you and I were on air yesterday on your show on Canteen and Carlin when this news broke. Our reaction was something like, what? Yeah. <laughs> In real time. Because I don't think either you or I expected that this would end up being the result. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo, there was always the possibility he could restructure his contract, which is what he did here. It was the only way, of course, the 49ers were going to be able to work it out with him. So they can still go pay Bosa and they still have the cap room left. From that perspective, I get it. What I don't get is from the Trey Lance perspective, where you're telling Trey Lance, this is your team now, but oh, by the way, the guy sitting there breathing over your shoulder, that's the dude who we know can get us to the promised land. And what is that going to be like at any point in the season if Trey Lance falters just a little bit? I mean, he starts stumbling a little bit, Carlin, and the temptation is going to be there to go to the guy that you know you can have success with.
0: Well, a couple of things. Number one, for Lance... They have tried to show in all their actions leading up until this point, telling Garoppolo, basically, stay away from us. You're not going to be a part of this moving forward to going through an entire training camp and then at the end saying, "Mm, you know what? Maybe we should keep you around. That's a terrible message to send to Lance when you have tried to show as much faith in him as possible. He could come out and have a great year. That'll speak a lot to his mental fortitude. But this to me, says the 49ers, don't believe he's ready yet. Number two, as far as Garoppolo is concerned, Amber, I think he could be the quarterback by week seven. And all you have to do is look at the San Francisco schedule to have a sense about what I'm talking about. Injuries aside, they have a soft opening with the Bears on the road and then Seattle at home. Then you get a trip to Denver and the Rams and then – at Carolina, at Atlanta, if after the first six games you are sitting there and you're 3-3 three and three, or, God forbid, you fall to 2-4 and four and Lance is not playing well and he's turning the football over, are you going to tell me, headed into an absolutely murderous stretch after that, that the 49ers are going to completely throw away their season? I don't believe it. And I think those, those six games are Trey Lance's opportunity to show the 49ers he's the guy, at least right now. Otherwise, Garoppolo's here for week seven and ready to go against the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, because after that, you're right, Chiefs. Then you get the Rams, you get the Chargers, you get the Cardinals, you get the Saints. You get the Bucks not long after that as well. I mean, it is rough from there on out for that schedule. That's the problem is going to be the temptation to go backwards. And if you're going backwards, Carlin, we know you're not going forwards. They already made this decision. Trey Lance, he's the younger quarterback, he's the cheaper quarterback, and they're hoping he's the more durable quarterback, in addition to a more of a dual threat quarterback. And because of all of those reasons, they were willing to trade up in that draft to go get their guy in Trey Lance, and they've hit a point in his development where they feel like he's ready they're about to turn things over Jimmy Garoppolo obviously coming off of another injury and that shoulder surgery and so if you're committed to moving forward with the new guy the younger guy the cheaper guy the guy who's supposed to be your future what you can't do is stunt his development by going back to the old guy in week seven because what does that do for you moving forward but the temptation is going to be there Carlin because we're talking about a good San Francisco team that is going to be trying to make not just a postseason but a postseason run and if they feel like Lane, Lance can't give them that right away. They'll want to go backwards and go to the guy who they know can. And that, frankly, will just stunt everything moving forward.
0: It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Plus as well. Now, you and I disagree about one thing. This being a really good scenario for Garoppolo, I think it actually is. Because, Amber, if this does play out the way I anticipated to, that Lance... Uh, is not playing well after six weeks. And Garoppolo gets the shot. He walks right in. He plays the role of hero. He obviously is very familiar with the system. It's not going to take him time to catch up. They have a really good football team. He has already shown that he's good enough to take a team to the Super Bowl. He has already shown that he is good enough to go win a game on the road, even though It wasn't strictly by him. He didn't kill them against the Green Bay Packers in the postseason. Amber, this is all playing out pretty well. The 49ers can't trade him without his approval of the spot to where to go, and I think he just wants to stay in San Francisco this year, and then they can't franchise him. Would he have been better off going somewhere else to play this year as opposed to letting the myth of Jimmy G grow and then maybe step in and take the reins of a really good football team and go down a run?
2: But the thing is, Carlin, he's already proved all that stuff, right? He's already shown us that he can take a team to a Super Bowl. He's already shown us that he can win you an NFC championship. He's when already he was shown hurt, you, by the way, too. When right, he, when he was hurt, he's already shown you year. that he can have the success. He can win you, what was it, 31 games, a 31-14 and 14 record as a starter for them. He's already shown you all that stuff, and yet there was still no market for Jimmy Garoppolo right now. So what does him going out and showing you again with the same team and the same system that he can have success going to actually do to revitalize his career? But if he ended up somewhere
0: else, Amber, would it have been the only thing he could have done is hurt himself in terms of what his value is next year?
2: Well, not necessarily. If he had gotten cut, he had ended up on the Cleveland Browns. And I think the Browns might have overplayed their hand here, not trading for him. You're talking about a good Browns team that you could have started for 11 games. So now, yes, similar system, but not quite the same system, different team, different uniform. And now you're a starter for the majority of the season. They're definitely moving on from you after the 11 games or after the end of the season with the return of Deshaun Watson. But now you've revitalized your career. You've shown people, hey, this was me. This wasn't Kyle Shanahan's System. This wasn't the team around me in San Francisco. This was actually me. I was responsible for quite a bit of all of that success. I don't think he's going to be able to show it in the same place that he's already showed us it. And it frankly resulted in not a huge market for whatever reason for Garoppolo.
0: And then who is this really bad for? It's really bad for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Amber, I, I think they. Absolutely overplayed their hand here throughout the course of the offseason. And and really, over the last, let's say, week since the uh, Deshaun Watson suspension got lengthened to 11 games, they needed Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback this year. To me, it's going to be too late by the time Watson gets back. And we don't even know if Deshaun Watson, who at that point will have not played in nearly two and a half years, is going to be ready to play and step in at a high level. You could have had Garoppolo in a similar system to what the 49ers have had, and you could have brought him in and made the trade for a seventh-round pick and paid the money, and, and I know it's easy for people to say, well, we could throw around other people's money. Jimmy Haslam just gave $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson, which means he had to write a check for all of it to put it into escrow right now. Dude's got the money. And they've got $49 million in cap room, and they chose not to bring in a quarterback and instead could potentially be throwing away their season. Would we be feeling a lot different about the Cleveland Browns if they had just gone ahead and made the trade to get Garoppolo right now for the prospects of their year as opposed to having Jacoby Brissett? I don't think there's any question.
2: I have a hard time even blaming them, though, because I was screaming from the mountaintops. The 49ers have to cut him. The 49ers have to cut him. I never thought that the 49ers were going to actually keep him, and I think that the Cleveland Browns probably didn't either. Why trade something away from him if you think he's going to get cut, and then you can pick him up on an open market? I think that they probably overplayed their hand. I think you're right, but I also have a hard time blaming them for it because I also would have overplayed my hand if I was the Cleveland Browns.
0: It is Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. We are just getting started and we want you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, the telephone number. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't a college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Did the 49ers make a mistake in how they're handling Trey Lance now? Did they send the wrong message to their quarterback after All along, they have told him it is his team. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Up next, though, we were discussing Jimmy G's trade market being as dry as it was. Our front uh, front office insider is going to join us next to tell us what this signals for Trey Lance and why that market was so dry. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeney, the podcast. Jimmy Garoppolo's story, a fascinating one as it unfolded. And, of course, yesterday we find out that he is staying in San Francisco on a restructured deal. Chris Carlin here at the Seaport. Amber Wilson with us as well. Greeney is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Mike Tannenbaum is our ESPN NFL front office insider. Uh, let's just start here. You were you're getting a raw deal. You're getting a raw deal at the end of the uh, at the end of Get Up today. Everybody's on the set. They're showing the, your poor video of you trying to catch the punt years ago at training camp, and they've got it on a loop. And they've had that thing on a loop forever. And then they're showing Jalen Rose at his golf outing the other day, swinging and missing continuously. On the T box wearing an Aiden Hutchinson jersey, I would contend that the Jalen Rose missing on the T box is funnier.
1: I, I completely agree, Chris. You are high. In my thinking and your your value now is skyrocketing, in my opinion. Well, I appreciate
0: that, Mike. Thank you. But, I mean, listen, that to me, that is, they will not let that go on you. It's just one of those moments I feel for you every time I see it. It I got got broad shoulders, so (laughs) I'm I'm okay. Let's get to the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff yesterday. First of all, uh, from a GM perspective, how surprising is it to see that flip in course where it's at first – Basically, stay away from the team. You're not going to be here to, at the end of camp, all right,
1: how about you stick around and be the backup? Yeah, I think it's hugely consequential to the mental toughness of Trey Lance because, look, we had Brett Favre at the Jets. He was a fully formed NFL quarterback, but he failed at Atlanta. Josh Allen struggled as a rookie in Buffalo. And Rodgers barely played in the first three years. Trey Lance is going to hit a bump in the road, and what happens when – you know, the knock on Kyle Shanahan's door is Trent Williams. It's Nick Bosa saying, hey, we got to go with Jimmy G. He gives a better chance to win this year. We love Trey Lance, love his future, but we want to win right now.
2: Yeah, that's why I hate what they did here, Mike, where they kept that temptation in their locker room for the coaching staff to go backwards when they're trying to move forward with Trey Lance. But from a general manager's perspective, how who was involved in this decision? I mean, who would you imagine being involved? Because – we had some 49ers fans tweeting to me and Chris yesterday and saying, well, I'm sure that they asked Trey Lance before they made this decision. And I would imagine that that wasn't at all the case.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's an interesting. Amber. Like, and I've made this mistake before, which is, I think there's another way to look at this discussion, which is if you're John Lynch, you're looking at it. It's like, well, we're not going to pay him 24 million, two hundred thousand, but wow, if we could get him at, you know, numbers we never imagined, like that's great for our team. And I'm sure that's what they were thinking was. Um, And look, if Trey Lance gets off to a good start, they come out smelling like roses, so it'll be interesting to see um, how this plays out. But I think if you're John Lynch, you're probably looking at it like, I think like how I've seen those sort of transactions, which is love the player, hate the number at 24.2 at a lower number, like him a lot.
0: Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Joining us, Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Um, Mike, for Garoppolo, is this... His best course of action for this year in looking forward toward next year, or would it have been to be somewhere like Cleveland and actually play in
1: the early part of the year? Which, where has he served better in the long term? Um, well, now that we're sitting here at late August, I would say it's San Francisco, you know, to go learn, even if the offense is similar in Cleveland, which it is, you're still learning players and. You're learning some nuances and protections, and um, I think if you're Jimmy G, and look, let's be fair here. He did have shoulder surgery, so um, Mm -hmm. I think when it's all said and done, he he probably made the right decision for his future.
2: Yeah, it seems like that shoulder surgery is what impacted all of this and maybe limited the market for Jimmy Garoppolo. By the time he was healthy, there didn't seem to be much of one. What would you expect – that to look like moving forward say he doesn't play Mike because this is the strange thing like he's a backup Trey Lance doesn't get hurt maybe Trey Lance does well is there going to be a better market for Jimmy Garoppolo down the line do you think that they could still end up trading him obviously he has a no trade clause but he could approve a trade if he wanted to
1: Uh, absolutely and I think that's exactly what they're doing Amber is like they're keeping optionality for both um, themselves Jimmy G for all parties involved meeting. If, you know, Team X unfortunately loses a quarterback due to an injury, whomever that could be, a team that we're not even talking about, Arizona, Denver, whomever, uh, if an so, uh, unforeseen circumstance happens, maybe that's a win-win where San Francisco gets a third or fourth round pick and now Jimmy G is back on the field. Mike Tannenbaum with us, and NFL front
0: office insider. Okay. Lamar Jackson's active on social media, Mike. He's liking tweets of him wearing a Dolphins jersey. He's saying that, you know, they didn't offer me $250 million. Well, of course they didn't because he would have been signed by now. Uh, What do you make of Lamar Jackson at this juncture doing things that he knows that people are going to pay attention to as we approach the season here and he doesn't have a contract?
1: So a couple thoughts. It's destabilizing for your head coach or your franchise quarterback to go into the last year of his contract. Because every day, whether they like it or not, that's going to be question number one. What's the status of your con- contract? And it's going to wear on Lamar Jackson and it's going to wear on John Harbaugh. I think when you talk to people around the league, guys, fundamentally what is going on is Sean Watson got a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. And Lamar Jackson's not going to take less than that. And it's obvious that they don't have a deal yet. That, to me, is clearly what is holding this deal up.
0: Mike, just to follow up that for a second, like, are, are the owners really going to find themselves in a position here where they can continue to treat this as an aberration
1: that contract it's a great question so this is like the first of a three-fight heavyweight knockout drag out situation Lamar Jackson and then in March Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert Kyle Murray got a good deal I don't think anybody would see Kyle Murray in the class of those three other quarterbacks and now all of a sudden one of two roads is going to happen one road's going to be like Cleveland's crazy. There are outliers. Deshaun Watson got his $230 million. That's we're crazy and it'll never happen again. The flip side of that is, is it the beginning of a new trend of fully guaranteed contracts for franchise quarterbacks? Lamar Jackson would be number two. Herbert and Burrow would be three and four. And the eyes of the football world are fascinated by what's going to happen.
2: Speaking of new trends, Mike, it seems like a new concept here that Lamar Jackson, a player of his caliber, is representing himself. And because of that, it has felt like things have been really quiet. Like we don't get the usual leaks. There's no agent kind of maybe utilizing the media to help bolster things for his or her client. Of course, Lamar was really, really active yesterday on social media. Is that effective? What do you think, like, this new Lamar strategy, it looks like, where maybe we actually are getting some nuggets here finally in these negotiations from Lamar?
1: I don't know if it's strategy. I think he just happened to be on Twitter last night. I mean, that's like, (laughs) we talked about it on GetUp. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, imagine if you're a Baltimore Raven beat reporter. You're there every day working your tail off to try to get any (laughs) nugget of information to be good at your job, and he's sitting there on Twitter, like heart you know like it's just it's a you know it's just an amazing that's the world we live in now i mean it's really like he's controlling the narrative and he decided to go on twitter last night and set the record straight
0: mike you've been on both sides you've been an agent and you've been obviously a general manager if you're lamar jackson at this point or if you're representing lamar jackson at this point what would you recommend that he do play it out or Get a deal done now before the season starts. you got
1: to get the best deal done you can get. I mean, we're talking about such consequential money here. I mean, $250 million, that's a quarter of a billion dollars. And Lamar Jackson plays in a style that the ball is going to be in his hands a lot. There's a risk of injury. You know, we're in a contact sport. And um, I hope a deal gets done for both sides. But if I'm Lamar, like in good conscience, if I was representing him, I'm fighting tooth and nail to the very last second. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the best deal I can and take those guarantees and set myself and my family up for generation, generational wealth.
2: Let's say that doesn't happen before September 11th. Lamar told us that he's done negotiating with them once the season starts after September 11th. Do you believe him? How does that normally work? If a player says they're done negotiating, are they actually behind the scenes done negotiating, Mike?
1: Not always. Um, every situation slightly different, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. It's certainly usual in so many different ways.
0: Last one for us here, Mike. Um, today is such an interesting day from a general manager's perspective, when you are not only uh, deciding what you're going to do with guys on your own roster, but then constantly trying to comb across the league as to guys who may have gotten cut and may make you a better team. Take us through what this whole situation is like.
1: Yeah, you ask anybody that's ever had the privilege of these jobs, it's by far the worst week of the year. You know, you're telling 37 men like, hey, you know, we don't have a spot for you. Those are really hard conversations to have, Chris. Um, So you're also trying to be opportunistic and add players um, when, when they get cut and try to improve your team. So, you know, Coach Parcells always used to say there's two ways to improve your roster, top down, bottom up. This is the bottom up time of the year. Mike, appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks, guys. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office
0: insider with us. It is Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Well, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery they can help with that too they've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just 79.99 and they're the only place you can find proven tough duralast batteries so next time you're having battery trouble head to AutoZone. your battery solution and america's number one battery destination this situation could be dak prescott on steroids remember we talked about Dak's contract for like two years Well, this could drag out. I I don't think it's a slam
1: dunk that they're going to get something done.
0: I don't see why he would take less. As long as he's willing to push this thing out, there's no reason why he should give them any sort of discount.
1: He's a baller. He wants to go out there and play regardless. Um, But, you know, this could get tricky over the next few months.
0: Amber, Lamar Jackson shouldn't take a penny less. Not a penny less than Deshaun Watson got, fully guaranteed. I understand everything that's around this, but if I'm the, cal- the cal- uh, caliber of player that Lamar Jackson is, or having already won an MVP, I get that there is a concern with the amount of hits that he takes, but if I were him, I would let this play out this season because I think he's getting smarter by the day at avoiding hits, and I think he is a dynamic, game-changing player that has an opportunity to set a record with a contract. He needs to go after it.
2: I don't even think it's about a durability concern with Lamar Jackson. He could, be, uh, he could be Tom Brady out there just chilling in the pocket, Carlin. And I don't think that the owner of the Baltimore Ravens or the NFL owners collectively want this to become a trend. The Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed trend. I think that that is what is happening here, where Lamar's looking at the situation with Watson and he's saying, hey, I have an MVP. I don't have the off-the-field issues that Deshaun Watson has had. I'm obviously an integral part to this team's success. Look what you guys looked like when I went down with injury last season. You guys don't do the best job always putting me in a position for success. I deserve every dollar that is coming my way, except for the problem is I would imagine the Ravens are saying no, every dollar coming your way can't be Browns dollars coming your way because that's an outlier. That can't become the new norm in the NFL. And we saw it. We heard it at the owners meetings in West Palm when the Watson the news broke and we got immediately got the reaction from the owner of the Baltimore Ravens saying just because they did it doesn't mean that other people have to do it he made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to set this trend I would imagine that this is a behind the closed doors conversation amongst owners we can't allow this to become a trend I feel like that's what's happening here Carlin regardless of how Lamar plays the style he plays regardless of any durability questions I think even if you didn't have those you wouldn't want to pay him this kind of money because you're resetting the entire market
0: Look, with with that being the case, I mean, Jimmy Haslam is the one to blame. If they want to blame anybody on this, point to one of your own. Because he's the guy that felt like he needed to go out and get Deshaun Watson and needed to do whatever he could after Watson had already told him, no, all right, I will throw more money at you. And I will continue to do everything I can to get you here despite all of the baggage that you bring and everything that is going on with you. If I were the t- 31 over other owners in the league, I would be absolutely livid with Jimmy Haslam, but that's not Lamar Jackson's problem. That that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> if I were Lamar Jackson, that's what I'd be saying. He tweeted yesterday uh, to a fan that said, you know, just go ahead and pay him the 250 million, uh, you know, and take it and let's get this done. Another fan responded. Well, you know, they already offered him the money and he." And Jackson said, no, he didn't. No, they didn't. They haven't offered me $250 million guaranteed. I mean, it would
2: be pure lunacy if, of course. if he had turned down $250 million dollar. We don't know what those negotiations have looked like. We've had the reports that they offered something north of what Kyler Murray was offered. But I think we all can just assume 250 guaranteed. Lamar would take that. And then, He'd probably take anything around Deshaun Watson's guaranteed money. I agree with you. I think that's what the sticking point is.
0: And then, Amber... You're Miami Dolphins. Uh, There was a tweet of Lamar wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey. And he liked it. uh, The full uniform. He liked the tweet. This is what we do.
2: This is what we do. Uh, And this is how contract negotiations work in 2022. You have to take to Twitter and you have to like something. So Lamar is doing his job in that regard. I had zero reaction when I saw this. I mean, I am a diehard Miami Dolphins fan, and I didn't for one second get excited by this because Lamar Jackson in my oh no mind no, is zero no you're team interest. Tua
0: you're not bailing on Tua for well, Lamar Jackson
2: hold on I would <laughs> hold on hold on well let's walk that back okay I'm team, team Tua this year uh, uh, Lamar is in the today conversation before the season starts well the problem is I don't think Lamar is actually in this conversation I don't think Lamar wants to go to Miami I don't think that anybody thinks that this is an actual possibility I think Lamar could have been. Photoshopped wearing any jersey in the NFL, not named the Baltimore Ravens, and he would have liked it because it's just a negotiation tactic to try to put pressure on the Ravens. But my goodness, poor Tua. I mean, Tua Tungavaloa, during his few years here in the NFL, has had Deshaun Watson coming after his job, has had Tom Brady. Coming after his job, and now Lamar Jackson. It's like, what other time? I mean, it'll be Patrick Mahomes next. Does he want to do something to try to come after Tua Tagovailoa's job? Goodness.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And and by the no way, pressure, kid. and not to mention the fact that he will always, always, always have to hear about Justin Herbert as well when he continues to light it up with the Chargers when the Dolphins could have taken him. Yeah, he gets a lot on his shoulders. But nonetheless, if I'm Lamar Jackson, not a penny less than $231 million guaranteed. Not a penny less. It is Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greenie. on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Let's shift to another quarterback in just moments. And there is a fascinating situation playing out in Chicago this year with a young quarterback. You're going to hear from Justin Fields in just a moment in an interview he did with Courtney Cronin this week, uh, or rather, recently that is airing this week on SportsCenter, and we will look more at the possibility of him being able to be successful this year and why it would be a massive accomplishment on his part. It is Carlin and Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio.
2: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast.
0: Bears asking the nearly impossible from Justin Fields. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. You can join us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 three, seven, seven, six. Amber, our friend, Courtney Cronin, who of course covers the bears for ESPN NFL nation and does so many shows here on ESPN radio as well. You've seen her on first take and on uh, around the horn. She did an interview recently with Justin Fields and you can see it this week on sports center and the interview uh, brought out what was an interesting point that you'd listen to and you'd think, well, that's a kind of a cliche thing, but, Maybe not so much. Here, take a listen to Justin Fields on how he doesn't allow doubt to really affect him.
1: I think there's doubt if you listen to other people's opinions. You know, I've been through, you know, stuff like this before, so it it really doesn't faze me when, you know, there's not success right uh, from the start. So, I mean, like I said before, all I know is to, you know,
0: get back to the drawing boards and, you know, continue to work. So he is starting over again. So many times we see these young quarterbacks be put in a situation where they get drafted high. Uh, They're drafted high because they're on a bad team. Uh, Their coach uh, ends up getting fired. Uh, And Justin Fields ended up with his third different offensive coordinator in three years now that uh, Matt Eberflus is the new head coach. And this, this is not rare to the quarterback position when you look at the drafts over the last several years. The Bears are not going to be a good team this year. And they're asking Fields to take a step forward with not very good personnel around him this year. Amber, uh, we've seen Dan Orlosky talk him up quite a bit and, and show a lot of breakdowns on Twitter and such. This is an incredibly tall task for Justin Fields this year. I think he's up to it. He can do it. He can really take a step forward. But I think it's hard to do when you ask them to do that without the personnel around them.
2: Yeah, go out there. Show us that you can be more consistent. Show us that you can be... The quarterback of the future. You don't necessarily have to be that guy right now, but you have to show us that you can be. We have to believe in you that you will become that guy when our team is built to be that team down the road. The problem is that you're right. He's on a team where they ripped it all the way down to the studs in order to rebuild it, and they've hardly rebuilt any of it yet other than him. And so he's got to create some sort of miracle here without the protection in front of him with a lack of weapons around him as well. And he's got to convince Poles and Eberflus that he is in fact their guy because the reality is, Carlin, this is going to be a bad Bears team by design this season. And so they're going to be drafting high in this next draft. They could easily replace Justin Fields if they wanted to and a quarterback draft coming up that's supposed to be a stocked draft. So there's a ton of pressure. He's not the only guy taken high in a draft that has that kind of pressure. We have this conversation all the time. I mean, we were just having it really frankly about Trevor Lawrence getting a pass this past season, but it's not like Lawrence was Put in a position of success. I do remember, though, the conversation when Joe Burrow was coming out where people were saying, mm. you know, Joe Burrow coming off of arguably the greatest college football year uh, anyone's ever had, although that's Tim Tebow, but I digress. And so he's coming out. He's a highly decorated, of course, number one pick. And the conversation around him, if you'll remember, Carlin, was should he pull an Eli Manning? Should he force his hand somewhere else? Because there's no way he's ever going to have any success in Cincinnati, that Bengals organization is just not going to set them up for success. And you know what Joe Burrow went out there and did? Had the success. Now, he got injured in the process. He still had a terrible O-line in front of him, even when he made it to a Super Bowl, but nobody's looking at that situation questioning Joe Burrow. We weren't questioning it. His rookie season, frankly, before that injury, we were able to see those flashes from him. You were able to see that promise. And so that's put pressure on guys like Justin Fields. I think we expect guys now to come in the NFL into bad situations and Joe Burrow it up, right? And to sit be able to prove us otherwise, despite all their circumstances. And Fields is going to have to do that somehow this season.
0: It has become so much more difficult, Amber, for young quarterbacks to have success. Now, look, when you're drafting a quarterback high, the hit rate, it it was always kind of a 50-50 proposition. And so the owners got sick of those kind of numbers being the case when they were handing out... You know, 40 and 50 million guaranteed to top picks in the draft. So they changed the whole scale of how quarterbacks and how first round picks are paid. So think about this for a second. That number of success has gone down from 50 50 to like 30 to 35% success rate. And why is that? So over the last 10 years, since 2021 through 2019, it was. There were nine for 26. Out of 26 first-round picks that were quarterbacks, nine of them have turned out to be pretty good, and I'm giving you Jameis Winston in there, and I'm giving you Jared Goff in there as the bottom of those nine mm. just to give you an idea. They're okay, right? So with that in mind, realize that you've had guys, and I'm not saying that this is, not at all their fault. But you've had guys like Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, who have come in and have consistently been set up to fail. And then the, the, the whole slate gets wiped clean and they have to prove themselves to a new coach and a new GM and to new people and with all personnel. And what are those coaches and GMs trying to do right away? They're trying to break it all down before they can build it back up. These guys, they may not have turned out to be really good, but you can argue they never really had a chance in some spots.
2: Yeah, it's really hard to be really good when you don't have anybody good to throw the football to when you don't have the help in the backfield when you don't have a good O-line in front of you and that's what a lot of these guys, the situation that they find themselves in. But how do you explain the Joe Burrows of the world or the Justin Herbert of the world who do overcome some of those situations and show us right away. I mean, Justin Herbert's not out here making postseasons, but you knew and you knew very quickly that he was the guy if he was going to be on the right team. So there are scenarios where these guys do get drafted to these situations. I think that it's a combination of what you said. It's the contracts that now you don't have a long leash and it's expecting miracles right off the bat.
0: And I think with Burrow, you saw him as a guy that was at Ohio State and then he transferred. He was a little bit older. Uh, Justin Herbert stayed at Oregon an extra year, a little bit older. That extra year of experience can really be invaluable to guys where maybe some of those others, like Sam Darnold or Trubisky, didn't really stick around long enough. And you're seeing as a result, it's much harder to succeed.
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday
0: morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also
1: catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.